Hi, this is Pastor Lutzer of Running to Win, heard daily on Bible School Radio, 91.3 KDKR, Decatur, Dallas-Fort Worth, and on 91.3 KYJC Commerce. Portions of KDKR programming do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or staff. Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. Well, do you know everything that you need to know about oil? Today we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for the special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. And you are listening to this special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. Tony Joe's here as he is with me every Friday to take your Car Corner questions. I do have a line open if you'd like to call in with a question and or a comment. The number to call is 1-877-913-5357. 1-877-913-5357. You can also go to the website at www.prudentmoney.com and send a question to the uh, Q&A that uh, top, uh, top of the page. You can just click through. Send that to me. I'll get you taken care of. Love to get your uh, love to get your questions and your comments and whatever is on your mind. That's all at the website, www.prudentmoney.com. 1-877-913-5357. So, Tony, Joe, how's it going? Very well, sir. I hope you're staying cool this time of the year. You know, they in these palatial they, studios. They finally got the the right balance because I was just so cold. Mm-hmm. You know, this happens every year. You called them and asked them to turn it up like just one degree. I said something's just something about our our offices over here that we can't get the the balance of cold air mm-hmm. just right, and this is just cold. I feel you know bad. What, for you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I can feel. I feel for you, brother. <laughs> But now it, it's just perfect. Or should I say, I only can imagine. <laughs> I mean, over there at the uh, the, the uh, worldwide headquarters, that your business, of your garage, and everything. I mean, I'm sure you're real. Everything's in, indoor and air conditioned, right? Wrong. <laughs> we have fans. <laughs> Thank God for the fans, right? Mm-hmm. Better than nothing. One eight seven seven nine one three fifty three fifty seven. You know, we talk about oil from time to time, and uh, don't really get into the kind of the nitty gritty details. And so, I I, I want to make sure that we never leave the impression that changing the oil, yeah, that's something you do. Maybe you do it, maybe you don't. That's okay if you're three or four or five thousand miles late, but get around to it and and get it done. Kind of an afterthought. But if I if if I had to to um, or if you had to give me a top three maintenance items that's going to make your car last as long as possible, what would they be? Number one would be oil change. That would be the number one thing you can do. And the the interesting thing about an oil change is it does it. You, you talk about bang for your buck. It prevents serious internal engine damage that requires, in most cases, a new engine, which is extremely expensive these days and very inconvenient. So 
the interesting thing about it, it's probably one of the cheapest things you can do. In some cases, filling your car gas tank can cost more than an oil change. So, I don't know, it's just amazing to me, Bob, that uh, one of the cheapest things ever is one of the, is the most important thing ever. Because if you ruin the engine in the car, what good is the car? You're going to have to replace the engine. And, I mean, that just goes without saying in most cases. So it's important that people understand the necessity and the importance of changing the oil, not just changing the oil, but changing it on time. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about the problems that go along with not doing maintenance. And as I kind of went through the list in my head, the, the problem that I, I don't think that we realize is that not changing, if you don't change the oil, you don't really know what kind of damage that's doing. You, you can't see it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all, all covered up. Mm-hmm. So that's the problem because if you knew what, cha- uh, what not, by not changing the oil, what's happening to your car, you wouldn't let any time go by. Correct. You, you wouldn't do it if you knew the damage that was ongoing. Out of sight, out of mind. Right. And I've had cars come in with 20,000 miles. The oil's never been changed. And I'm telling you that I think the one, the longest I've ever seen was it was 19-something thousand miles. And the oil was never changed. I don't That's know That's like why. four oil changes, right? Yeah. And, I mean, nothing came out of the, dips, uh, the uh, drain plug when I took it off. Nothing came out. It was so sludgy that it didn't even drip. And, of course, I told the customer, you know, the problems aren't going to occur right now. The problems are going to occur six months from now. And sure enough, uh, you go over your oil change. And I don't mean you have to freak out about a couple of hundred miles over. I'm talking about going way over, letting too much time go by. When that happens, the materials that the oil is made of break down and stop lubricating certain critical areas of the engine and bearing wear occurs. And when bearing wear occurs, it actually takes off some of the metal or some of the product of the bearing itself and you won't really know anything's wrong. You can even go in and get your oil changed even though it's way overdue and you'll be okay when you leave. You go, huh. I don't know if it's so important to change your oil after all. Nothing happened to me. And then six months down the road, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom, your engine locks up. You need a new engine. It didn't happen just then. It happened six months ago when you really did the damage. The only reason it kept going is because there was a little more meat on those bearings to wear until the point that there was nothing left on the bearings due to the detrimental effects of no lubrication last time you let the oil change go too long. So it's important to know that oil changing, gosh, it's the cheapest thing you can do, and it's the most effective thing you can do. So let's talk a little bit about what that looks like. You said there's there's sludge. I mean, if you, if you how would you compare as far as the, the condition of oil that's been in there for that long, 15, 20,000 miles, versus one that keeps that uh, at each at each four or five thousand mile er- interval, whatever it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. I guess change. What's the difference? 
What do you see? Well, first of all, the sludge that I was talking about was so bad that the oil congealed. It it, it just it was like uh, like thick molasses, if you will. It it wouldn't even run out of the plug. You take the drain plug out to drain the oil, and it was so thick it wouldn't even drip. We had to get in there with some chemicals and some. Uh, you kind of clean everything yeah, out. Yeah, some apparatus to kind of break it up and get it dripping, and get it running, and then spray chemicals in there to break up all that sludge. But listen, the damage to that vehicle had already been done because that sludge that I'm describing it wouldn't even drip out of the drain plug. So you just can't even get rid of it. Well, now, right? well, not only that, you can get rid of it and empty it. But the damage is going to be that that sludge right. built up is all inside that engine right, now. Right, which you can't it's get out. It's on every moving part, and you'll never really get rid of all that. And, and what happens, Bob, see, the sludge stops the oil from flowing. So when you get a lot of sludge build up, there are critical areas in the engine that need oil, and when those holes are plugged up with sludge, they don't get fed the oil flow that they need. And that just restricts it until the point where you have engine damage eventually. Okay, let's say, and I know this is really tough to estimate, but I, I'd be interested in knowing. Let's say that you are that it's appropriate for you to get your oil changed every 5,000 miles on your car. Okay. You get it done at 5, you don't do it at 10, you don't do it at 15. So you have a 10,000-mile gap there. Okay. Could that turn into sludge? Certainly will turn into sludge. So no. what? What? I guess the the question I'm asking, which you could probably have zero answer for, because it's a, it's just a probability guess. How long could you go really before you knew you really that you were going to start having some problems? Well, that would be a generalized answer that I would have to guess at. So I would I wouldn't know the answer to that. But just real quick, so you'll understand, sludge is very detrimental to the engine. And, um, and, and just to explain, what is sludge? Well, when combustion occurs in the engine, that is where the spark plug sparks the explosion that makes the piston go down, that's called combustion. And during that process, there's oil lubricating those parts in there. So what happens is the hydrocarbons from the gasoline get absorbed by the oil that oil then carries through its design system of pathways the oil flows through the oil filter where those hydrocarbons are trapped in a substrate and clean oil comes out the other side and it keeps doing this over and over recirculating well when you get enough sludge that the oil filter can't contain it anymore because it's full or it's already too contaminated to take any more uh, sludge from the oil flow, then you start depositing this stuff all over the engine because the filter can't handle anymore. It's, it's done. People may not realize, but once the filter gets plugged up on an automobile, there's a spring at the bottom that lifts the cartridge of the filter actually up about three-fourths of an inch. It actually lifts it up and oil bypasses the whole filter. It does. You've got no filtering ability at all, and that's a bad sign. When that happens, your engine is a matter of 20 miles or so, and you've done enough damage to that engine 
it'll never recoup, and it will be a matter of time before you're just going to need a new engine. Something will happen. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. one 913 I do have a line open. would love to hear from you today. And if you've got a question for me, you can always go to the website, www.prudentmoney.com. This is Bob Brooks, 877-913-5357. up against the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. The word for today is excited to announce the new official online home for the ministry of Pastor Chuck Smith and Kay Smith. PastorChuck.org. At PastorChuck.org, you'll have instant access to thousands of hours of verse-by-verse teaching by Pastor Chuck Smith from Genesis through Revelation, and full access to special messages on subjects such as prophecy and much, much more. Also at PastorChuck.org, a full library of great teachings by Kay Smith, and a section where you can read some of Pastor Chuck's books online, all free of charge. So visit the new official online home of The Word for Today and the ministry of Pastor Chuck and Kay Smith. PastorChuck.org When trouble comes and friends flee, who can you count on for help? Who would spend the extra time, give the extra dollar? Well, God has designed a place where we can find strength, security, and support. It's His church. Monday on Focal Point, Pastor Mike Fabares reminds Christians about the unique and abundant blessings of church fellowship. That's Monday on Focal Point. Focal Point, weekday mornings at 8.30, here on Bible School Radio, KDKR. Hi, I'm Jan Markell, host of Understanding the Times. We're very excited to be a part of Bible School Radio. I hope you will join me Saturday, 10 a.m., for cutting-edge guests and the latest information to help you discern the truth, even the inconvenient truth. We'll help you understand our times and contend for the faith. That's Understanding the Times, Saturday at 10 a.m., right here on Bible School Radio or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Welcome back. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. one 913 is the number to call, and we'd love to hear from you. You know, this is the question that comes up quite often. Two different scenarios. I put a ton of miles on my car. You know, we'll say that uh, you're, you're driving 20, 25,000 miles or a year or something like that. It's imper- I would um, assume it's a, imperative that you stay on top of getting those oils changed. Every The miles are more important than the time, in other words. Is that if probably- you're a, a high-mileage driver, then every four to 5,000 miles, yeah, the, the mileage would be the thing you go on, not the, say, three-month interval or even longer, six-month interval. You, you want to so stick to the miles. Let's let's go the other side yeah. of the coin. No. The, the, uh, I, I drive my car five 6,000 miles every year, mm-hmm. and uh, there's always a message telling me to change my oil because I don't, and I just don't drive it that often. Which one do you go by? You would go by, like, if you were a person that only drove 5,000 miles in a year, you would probably just change the oil when it came due. Now, having said that, there's a caveat there. And I want to make myself very clear on this. You drive your car two miles to work and, say, two miles home every day, you're not going to accumulate a lot of miles over a year's time. 
And then you just go by the mileage. When it's time for an oil change, it's time for an oil change. And if it starts giving you the message, then you need to change it. Now, the difference comes in, Bob, is when a car sits. Like a lot of people stopped working during COVID and worked from home, as you know. Well, their car really didn't get started and run very much. And if it did, they probably would go like to the grocery store once a week or something, and then it would sit for a week. Well, now that's a different that's a different explanation of why you want to change the oil under the time frame, not the mileage frame. And it's a simple thing to understand. When the car sits a lot and it's not moved or started much, it can be subject to infiltration of moisture from the air. So oil can get contaminated with water, basically. The, the moisture will get in there. It'll turn to water droplets. Now, the reason you want to change the oil is to get rid of the moisture in the oil because you're not driving it enough. Even if you only drove two miles a day and didn't accumulate a lot of miles, you're still heating up that engine every day, driving it at least a couple of miles to work, in which case the heat from the engine evaporates that oil, I'm sorry, the water from the oil, and it doesn't have a chance to contaminate the oil. Do I make myself? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I might have over-explained that, but, you know, basically getting rid of the water out of the oil, that's what you want to do, and if you start the car and drive it, you're going to do that. You know, it's interesting because we've been doing this show together for a very, very long time, a couple decades, and I only... 139 years next Thursday. (laughs) Okay, so uh, I'll take your word on that. I keep track of the time. Okay, right. So... You said something, this was two or three months ago, and I'm just now circling back around to it, that I don't think I'd ever heard you say, and I, and I wish I could remember, and I, I can't, the, the, the question from the caller, he called in, said he was having this problem, been, ha- been dealing with this problem with his car, and your, your reply to him was, why don't you change the oil, and it will probably fix it. And I never thought of any time we've ever, we've ever talked about when you there, there's problems you could be experiencing in real time that if you just change the oil it would fix it you know that's a good point that you just brought up because it reminds reminds me of something that needs our listeners need to know and that is there are a lot of things that can happen from not changing the oil but i've seen personally experience some things that can happen if you do change the oil and it's the wrong oil for the car it's either the wrong weight or it's the wrong Cheap brand, uh, there's a lot of oils out there that are unbranded and they really don't, you, you don't really want to depend on those. You want to use something that at least you've heard of, whether it's, you know, Quaker State or Penn's Oil or Vaveline, some popular brand. You just don't want to use some of these off-brand oils. I have seen a couple of different interesting things. Number one, after an oil change at one of the quick lube places, a customer came in with an oil leak. It happened right after they changed the oil. She didn't have an oil leak before that. And I said, well, let's see if the filter's loose or the plug or something. Bring it in. Let's take a look at it. Well, there was nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. They did the oil change properly. They used an oil, and I don't know what it was, but whatever they put in there was leaking out of the rear main seal. And this happened 
right after the oil change. So it's unlikely that it was a rear main seal that all of a sudden just coincidentally started leaking. So I thought, what am I going to do? I don't really have a, a good explanation for why this is leaking in the place that it was leaking from. So I said, well, you know what? Let's just change the oil. Let's just start over. Change the oil myself, put in my filter, my brand of oil, everything that I usually do to most cars, and that was it. Never had a problem since. So it was not agreeing with the oil that was put in that car. I don't know what was put in it, but some oils don't work good in some cars. That's one thing. The other thing you can experience is you have a brand of oil, or I'm sorry, a certain weight oil belongs in your car, and it's very specific, especially on today's cars, because of a new system that we never had years ago in the 70s or 80s. It's called variable valve timing. Now, variable valve timing is most cars have it today. And this is where you would have very stringent timing controls on the valve system, which depend on oil pressure. You've got to have enough of the right stuff in there. I have seen on a Honda that requires 020 oil, 0 slash 20. The person put in the wrong oil and the car was towed in, it would crank and not start. Actually crank over and not start over. Uh, not, it would turn over and not start. We didn't do anything to it except change the oil. Put in the right oil. That's how sensitive variable valve timing can be. Hmm. So there's a couple of things you got to be careful of and when you go for an oil change, you want to make sure you're getting a good quality oil and a, the right amount of what I call the right stuff, which means pay attention to the viscosity rating on your oil. Make sure they're putting in the right viscosity, whether it's 530 or 520 or 020. I mean, there's a variety of things, and all you got to do is look in your owner's manual, or you can look it up online, and it'll tell you. So is there such a thing, and, kind of, and pardon my ignorance on this, but is there such a thing as cheap oil that you could buy? There is. There's unbranded oil that you can buy at some of the big wholesalers, and it is not marked. It's probably made by some company that makes oil. However, I don't know enough about it to say it's safe to use. I wouldn't use it. I, I wouldn't buy oil that wasn't branded with some name brand that I'm familiar with. Most of the brands that you see on TV advertised or you've heard about your whole life are okay. But some of the unbranded ones, I'm not sure. They have a lot of wax build up. Um, a lot of uh, stuff in there that you really just, it's filler material and it's not really lubricant. It's not stuff you want to use in today's automobile, especially when you pay 60 grand for a vehicle, you don't want to cheap up on the oil because you're going to do engine damage eventually. I mean, so is it, let's, let's say that, is it better than, better than nothing at all? I mean, you know, from the standpoint of, well, if you change, if, if you change that more frequently, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I would assume it'd be better than nothing. These are experiments I've never dared to try, but <laughs> yeah, I would assume it'd right. be better than nothing, but I just don't see the point of, uh, using a synthetic blend is going to cost you four bucks a quart, five bucks a quart, maybe a synthetic blend, not full synthetic. Now, different 
once I said that, now four to five bucks, you know, that's not always the case. The people are going to make different amounts of money and profit on different outlets, but it's not really terribly expensive. There's no reason to pay a buck less for cheap oil when right, you can yeah. get good stuff that you can depend on and will be good for your vehicle. And if you really want to get into it, there's specific ratings on an oil can or a, a bottle of oil that meet certain criteria, and you'd have to look them up. I happen to know what they are, but it would be boring for most people to listen to me talk about it, but there's different ratings, and you can look at the can of oil if you're going to do it yourself or the bottle of oil that you're going to buy and make sure those rating marks are on the side. It's nothing more than looking at the ingredients on a can of something you're buying at the store. So I would think that most car dealerships that you go to, well, especially car dealerships, are, are only going to use a certain only. brand. Yeah, they're not going to take any chances. They're only going to use, and it's going to be, in most cases, full synthetic. And I would also somewhat assume, maybe maybe the wrong assumption, that if you're a do-it-yourself type person, mm -hmm. you also probably know what kind of oil to pick out. Yeah, and if you don't, you can find out really easily. Right, sure. It. It's so easy with the, what do you call it, Internet now. <laughs> what do you call that thing, Bob? Internet. The Internet, right. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to this special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. So next week, why don't we talk a little bit about what happens when you stop, you, you stop in one of these quick lube places and to be aware of... The upsell. Great point. I'd like to talk about that a little bit. Well, this is Bob Brooks. Got any questions for me? Please go to the website at www.prudentmoney.com because we are all out of time. Till we do meet again next time. Keep the faith and have a great rest of the day. That's all the time we have for today. Questions or comments for Bob or to find out more great information like what you've just heard, visit www.prudentmoney.com. Be sure to join Bob Brooks again for the next edition of Prudent Money.